0: as you reflect back on your experience, you know, you had, we, we've had this whole time of organizing and moving together. We're looking forward, you know, everyone's thinking about what the next step is. We talk about our revolution, you know, Bernie Sanders is starting up our revolution. A lot of folks are going green and not just going green, but actively working and organizing with Joe Stein and, and, in a campaign. Now, like, where do you fall with all that? Having seen everything you've seen, had to been through everything you've been through, where do you fall and what do you think about kind of how that experience you've had informs your decision going forward?
1: Well, um, I did get the opportunity to meet Jill Stein and I did speak with her very briefly. Um, And before the convention, before I was a delegate, I was always Sanders or Stein. That was like the hashtag. I even had a, a Facebook page you know, just on standby. Uh, but I, I, I want to, I want to know a little bit more because my secondary goal has always been: if Bernie Sanders didn't get the nomination, that I would do everything that I could to prevent Hillary Clinton from winning California. Mm. I mean, it's a small pond, but it's not so small pond. If I could help Jill Stein get enough votes in california that she loses it i i would consider that a personal victory um i also intend to vote like the bernie Down ticket in as much as i can not a lot of people in california ran unfortunately but um i'll probably do some work with the brand new congress for 2018 i think by then, hopefully, I'll be living somewhere a little bit semi-permanently, and I can run for uh, school board. Ultimately, I think that's what I'll do is run for school board wherever my six-year-old is going to be going to school primarily to start.
0: Right, right. So, so that definitely, I say this all the time, I it doesn't matter what where you're doing party-wise. I mean, we do need, we need people to be active, engaged, we need grassroots, we need folks to stay grassroots, we need folks to stay independent, we need folks to continue to drive the movement from the outside and to keep things, you know, honest, so to speak, right? We, we see how these organizations, these supposedly organizations, progressive organizations, they form, they align themselves with certain people or interests, and then we don't see the level of activism we need on issues, whether it's looking at, you know, local school board races or, or other stuff going on. So you did get to meet, you know, Dr. Jill Stein. You heard her speak actually in person there at the People's Commission. Um, so so what do you, do you, do you, so just just kind of segue in a little bit from, from the recap of your experience and thinking about this notion of privileged voters. A lot of people are getting pushed back, you know, Um, Those folks who are Bernie supporters or who were were painted as overwhelmingly white men, you know, that 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 whitewashing of all of us continues to happen. And for those who have become so passionately and so so vociferously, so vocal about supporting Jill Stein, um, about supporting third parties in general, are being painted as privileged. You know, white privilege is is, is the word of the day. It seems like that's just thrown around it's almost going to be a meaningless concept the way it's overused by so many people, right? Like between the red baiting of the left with like near Tanden and Joy Reid and others, you know, oh my God, Russia's going to come and take us over to, you know, people berating folks for considering a third party vote for considering supporting Jill Stein specifically. Um, you know, kind of like, what are your, what is your take on that whole, you know, privileged vote, if you um, vote third party, had, you're privileged. I mean, because we're certainly not
1: privileged. Um, right, right. I mean, if you can say that, and we're with not your white, job. So. Yeah, you know, but it's interesting because on Facebook, I've pretty much had a picture of Prince as my avatar ever since, you know, the nice. day the music died. Mm-hmm. So people don't really know who I am on Facebook because they'd have to come to my page and be able to see pictures that I've made public with my face. But I've had people tell me, you know, supporting Jill. I'm, I'm showing my privilege by supporting Jill Stein. And, um, when I explain who I exactly am, they're like, Oh, I'm like, so what you got? Mm -hmm. And then you get crickets, you know, even one of my former coworkers, um, tried to use that argument uh, on a post, and I was like, okay, so what is your argument to black voters? Because it's like voting for Jill Stein is such a white thing. It's like, okay, so you don't see how disrespectful and exclusive your statement is, but you are calling yourself trying to court my vote and entice me to follow your corrupt ass candidate. That look like it's going to work. You know, it's like, it's so myopic.
0: Right, like this because they'
1: oh no, go ahead go ahead I mean it's like because it's like they're they're fed such a such a artificial narrative mm, yeah, definitely. and it's like it's it's like a programming almost, and it's like when you hit it with a logic, it's like it has nowhere to go it goes to usually it goes to anger, racism or privilege it's going it, to they they either they end up ex- expressing one of those things cuz just the other night at my daughter's bar, my daughter is a manager of a wine bar that's in a movie theater in the bay area um we were talking about blackface right me and my daughter and this jewish woman interjected herself into the conversation I was having with my daughter. So that shows you the amount of privilege this woman lives in. She felt comfortable. I know I don't know anything about being black and still jumping headlong mm-hmm. into, yes. say, conversation. Yes. Then it kind of segued into the fact that I had just come back from the convention And she's like, yeah, I love Bernie. She proceeded to tell us no less than four times how she went to the University of Vermont. And she lived in Burlington. Do you know that he was the mayor of Burlington, Vermont? Four times. And she's like, you know, okay, okay, so what are you going to do? Jill Stein, what? And her husband just was like, let them finish. Right. Let them finish. <laughs> and she immediately she was like, <laughs> I'm "Like mm. number one, we weren't talking to you. Number two, I just had four thousand people yelling that at me for four days straight, and if they didn't change my mind, I doubt that you will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, so I just and it's but." Like, yeah, go go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like just just kind of just to just what you were saying about like yeah, they are they're, they're lying enough to tell us that this is dangerous and we're going we're going to make Trump win. It's like, "No, you all anointed the weaker candidate. We're not going to make Trump win, you know, by whether whether you you embrace a blank out strategy as discussed by Dr. Eddie Gloud, if you guys, you know, I've, I've shared his his art his pieces from time before he's done several wonderful interviews with ben and um real news network and others previously like or if you're going green whether you're going third party you know there are different third, smaller third parties there's the green party and the jill stein um barack the stein barack a ticket i mean we we are at a movement moment as some people say we are at a a a, a, a crucial moment Right in this where you have the, the, the synergy of so many different movements. Uh, my daughter was saying this earlier, you know, Bernie Sanders didn't create this movement. Bernie Sanders didn't start this. He, he, he amplified, he lit a fire and brought a lot of us together. But folks have already been active and involved through different movements, other work, whether it's their professional work or just other things they've been interested in. We've already been active and engaged. We were already activated. We were just given a purpose and a venue, yeah. which a vehicle within which to work right and now we go forward and we're talking about this idea of privileged voters voting third party is a privileged vote voting third party is a privileged vote that concept that line is a construct used to keep us in check and beholden to one party versus another that line right used by the democratic party by democratic establishment by black democratic elites to keep us in line because black democratic elites only serve a purpose for the democratic party if they can deliver black votes if they can voters,
1: deliver black votes when they no longer yeah. can
0: deliver us because we are a deliverable we are a product to be to be given to one political commodity we are yep. a commodity Yes, to be traded for for, for future favors. And when they are no longer able to do that, they're useless and no longer have power. So this is exercising our vote as we see fit because we have the right to vote as we see fit. You know, what was really great was someone someone had shared with me um, what a week or two ago was the piece that Du Bois wrote back in the late 50s in the nation about why it's why I won't vote. And he talks about why he vote, why he only voted since he was voting, why he only voted for, for, for what 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 we now call third parties. And he, he talked about this notion of the lesser two eels. That's a very old concept that has been spewed and passed around for a long time. And we need to break the cycle. And, um, you know, Trump being the monster that he is, allegedly, that's not my issue. And that's not my fault. And we should not be asking people just to hold on a little longer, just to wait. You know, we just got to be more patient. Why do we need to be patient When we have been cowtown, when I say we, I'm particularly talking about black voters. We have been giving unchecked blanket access to not just the Clinton machine, the Clinton family, but to Democrats as a whole for the last 50 years. Right?
1: Yes. We have,
0: we have, we watched as Jesse Jackson. With no return. With no no return. return. In the 90s, you had Jesse Jackson disrespected. you get some ice you had jesse jackson disrespected and dismissed in his own in his own house for so to speak right in his own forum his own organizational structure by bill clinton as he was running for president and we oh you know you know uh miss bill and miss hillary they just such good people no like if we if they can't turn us out, they have no purpose. We have groups like the National Urban League who will put out the state of black America and talk about how we need investment in jobs. We need to end issues. You know, all these whole litany of issues. We got the poverty pimps and a different heads of these nonprofits that get all their funding and stuff that talk about old apply to black American and oh, they the need. They did the Negro whisperers and stuff. And yet it's still the conditions in many of our communities have not changed if they have changed or improved you know aesthetically, it is only after we have been displaced and kicked out through through gentrification of other right. mechanisms. Right. So what exactly is happening with fifty years of allegiance to the Democratic Party? We have seen the Voting Rights Act stripped. We, we 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 had a majority in the in Congress and we had a Democratic president in two years and nothing actually got done. Not just because of Republican obstructionism, but because Democrats have not really had an it had an incentive to do anything but maintain the status quo. They maintain the status quo because that's good enough for them, but that is not good enough for us. And we need to demand better. And I'm not, no one is saying I'm not, you know, it would be a miracle for Jill Stein to actually win. Right. I'm not that. Delu- I'm not, I'm not someone. And, and there's a piece with Mark Lamont Hill, Mark Lamont Hill actually did a really great breakfast club um, interview, the Bre- the power 105 breakfast club morning show and talked about why, people need to vote third party and why it's not a privilege vote, why it's a principled vote. It's not a privilege vote. It's a principled vote and principle voting on your principles. It absolutely matters. When Fannie Lou Hamer <laughs> sat down yes. in 1964, you know, and demanded to be recognized. That was her principle. That wasn't privilege. That was principle. You know, we got the same damn party that would deny someone like Fannie Lou, Fannie Lou Hamer rep, adequate representation, These are the same damn people in the same damn party and it has not changed. They just smile pretty at us. They they just don't say certain things in public no more. But these are the same people that will oversee, you know, local administrations that are ripe with with development issues and, and, and segregated housing, segregated schools, lack of funding. You know, you look at what's going on in Chicago right now. You look at what's going on in the state of Michigan. And yes, there's a Republican in office now. But how many years and how many times have you had Democrats in certain positions making decisions in places like a Michigan? You know, how many you, you, you have, you have, you have what's going on in Chicago with a with a Democratic mayor, Rahm Emanuel, who is scum, right? You you have the decimation of public schools. We have Arnie Duncan, who was our former secretary of education, who decimated schools in Chicago before Rahm even even came into office. So we have all these problems We can talk about Trump is bad. Trump is evil. And I'm worried about Trump What Trump presidency means for minorities. What did the Trump presidency mean for minorities? Y'all already deporting people. Um, The Southern Poverty Law Center had just filed a lawsuit against um, Homeland Security and ICE, uh, uh, you know, immigration, customs and enforcement uh, for for allegations of potentially constitutional violations and deportations of certain Central American um, folks recently. This is happening under our democratically elected, our Democratic president. Like, so, so what, what is, I mean, well, Donald Trump brings out certain types of people, you know, the, 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 he's really racist and he's caused people, Donald Trump ain't caused nobody to be racist. America is racist. America was, Mm -hmm. was created, imbued, and bred with racism. It exists. People just pretended like they weren't racist anymore because it was no longer, you know, in vogue. Now, you know, you could say maybe he bought it back. He ain't bringing back though. The Tea Party brought it back. Y'all didn't. Y'all declared post-racial America, you know. Oh, racism doesn't matter anymore. Post-racial in two thousand eight, and no, y'all let this happen. So now you expect all of us to come clean up your mess. Now I'm good. It's not a privilege vote. It's a principle vote.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with you one hundred percent. It's it's not a privilege vote at all because I am not privileged. But what I am. Not rewarding her bad behavior, I refuse to do it. I refuse to do it, and I mean, well,
0: like that's I said, the thing, I, right? You might even be able to get some of us on board. I, I had a conversation with um, Dr. Trisha Calendar last week. Um, we talked about she. She she's a political consultant, and she was she was at the DNC too. She's a Bernie supporter, but she was there in a professional capacity, so she was on the inside, and she you know she provides some really good insight. And you know, one thing she said was, if the DNC would at least acknowledge, because you know the apology from Donna Brazile was half-assed. It wasn't even half-assed; it was just asked, right? Like, you know, at least people took a step to acknowledge. But the arrogance, the hubris, the ha ha ha, na boo boo, we won, so you just suck it. Suck yeah, it you, lost. You, you lost. You lost. it, losers. That stuff. That attitude and that mentality is why your house is falling down, right? Like, your house is on yes. fire, and we're not going to help you put it out. You set your house on fire, but you want us to come do the work and put it out for you. Now nah, we're good. We're going to go build over here on this other plot of land we found. Like, seriously, because we need to, you know, people talk about, well, the, the Supreme Court is why we have to go mm-hmm. Hillary. No. well you know i mean you you do that turn out the vote i I challenge people i i think people need to turn out the vote i am even though i have expressed reluctance you know in supporting I've, i've raised questions um but i've had several really great conversations with like you and Ben, after his meeting with Joe Stein, Michael Salomon, um who helps produce the platform revolution, um, David Cobb, moved to a in the green party. I've had several great conversations with people who, who interacted with the party, who who are familiar, you know, with the platform. I mean, I've read the platform, read the strategic plan. That as like, okay, I can see value in this, you know, why people want to do certain things. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we are educating people that we, that we come into contact with. And that we're continuing to do the work. You know, um, one point my mom made, my mom called into the show earlier this evening. She talked about how we need to also not just create new groups, but see who's already doing work and how can we help add value to what is already going on. Right. There's a lot of folks, a lot of organizations already out there in existence. And, you know, we're we're a young, energetic crop of activists with a whole host of of tools and resources that are, are, you know, Um, know how like how can we help build up things that already exist too right how can we amplify what coalitions can we build to help further the work that needs to be done so so we're not privileged voters it is privilege. it is a it is a privileged vote to trick people into supporting your candidate to tell people very limited information to to maintain your position in society that is a privileged vote you know, people browbeating us into voting for 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 Hillary Clinton are privileged voters. They're privileged, um, and then some of them are just scared, and they're allowing themselves to be to be to be tormented. If you decide you're going to vote for Hillary Clinton, that's your business. That's what you choose to do, right? But to 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 misconstrue, to fabricate, to say, "Oh my God, Trump is tweeting," to to, to say that because of the way someone tweets. Is why we need to vote for somebody without even talking about the no. plans, the positions. Right. Like, I mean, the way Hillary Clinton tweets, I, I, I don't want to vote for her. I mean, she tweeted some nonsense about systemic racism and respecting police. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Who the hell is tweeting for you and why? Like, You just need to shut up. Please stop. Don't don't even use that phrase ever again. Like, there's just so much that's so wrong, but this notion that privileged voters, like like I said, Mark Lamont Hill was talking about how it's not that we're expecting Jill Stein, you know, we're looking at the numbers and we don't know if Jill Stein will win. It's not that we're expecting her to win. Some people are. Um, looking at the way the system is set up, I'm not expecting her to win. But the possibility, like he said, for getting the Green Party to the right percentage to then be in the debates, that's huge. Because if we get third party candidates in debates, that changes the game. You know, then the nation gets to see their ideas. We get to grow, you know, an alternative. We need an alternative. This is an antiquated system of governance. And if if we have Democrats telling us there's only one choice, then what you're telling us is basically we have a monopoly. We have, you know, we we have a monarchy, pretty much. We we, we have we have a dictatorship because if there's only one person, one party to vote for. There's only one person fit to rule. I mean, what type of government do we really have? How democratic is that really? you know right. how democratic is our democracy if you don't really want if people, there's only one party yeah if you don't really want people to participate which we're looking at having only one major party with people with the courting of republicans into the democratic party for the purpose of the presidential election now mind you they're courting they're 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 they're, they're doubling down on really bad establishment politicians like Patrick Murphy and Debbie Washman Schultz down in Florida they're courting republicans into the party and not really putting in the energy and focus on down balance like they should. When you have the DSCC folks asking Bernie Sanders to come help them campaign, it is clear, especially all the all the accusations about him not helping Democrats, stuff like that it is very clear who is really about not only saving the party for growing the party and making the necessary changes to be a party of the people and who was just trying to, to look out for them and themselves and their people and their friends like you can see that and we're being manipulated by a, an elite class that is interested in maintaining the status quo because that's how they stay in power and that's how they get paid joy reed wants a book you know what i'm saying She she wants to write another book that's how these people are people want they want to write other books you know i don't i haven't figured out what the ray's uh interest in, is in all this but but people you got that lawsuit
1: trying to get...
0: <laughs> but it's 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 a lot going on but 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 privilege we talked about privileged voters you know it's not white privilege that allows people because what what do democrats really do let's let's not pretending like democrats continue to save us for the big bad republicans they will get in there and make backroom deals and rationalize things away and, and make agreements in, in, in a heartbeat. And just because your position is better, the Republicans should not be our litmus test, period. Okay, Republicans right. are bad, but we're better. Okay, well, if you sprinkle roses on shit, it's still shit. Right. And that don't make it better because you put rose roses on it. It's still it's still crap. It's still <laughs> nasty. It's still foul. So we need to we need to stop. We need to stay away from that. We need to get involved. We need to get involved at all levels of government. You know, we directly, definitely, no matter what you do, vote for Congress, vote vote in your state <laughs> local elections. If you still have primaries going on. Definitely get out there if y'all can. If y'all can get on the dialer and, and phone bank for 10 Canova, you know Tim a ten Canova unseating Debbie Washington Schultz would be a huge victory for us coming out of this. this that summer. is very true. You know we had Pramila I out in I me I mean, if we can get if we can get Debbie out and and that's a blow, and that is a win for progressives. You know, let's let's continue. Let's ride the wave. We've had some uh, we've had some some losses of some really great folks. You know, who went out for office and we need like brand new Congress, other or other entities that happen. We need to put our hands on people who, who ran for office and were unsuccessful. If they're interested in doing so in the long haul, let's put their names up as as potential candidates and support them. Like let's put our money where our mouth is. Let's put our action you know what I'm saying where our money's going too, right? So if we're saying, okay, I'm if you're saying that you're gonna go vote green. Go find out about your local Green Party. How can you help build your party up? How can you help grow your party? If you're, if you're someone who believes in party politics, help, help the party. If you if you were a Democrat, um, folks here in Atlanta, a strategy that's being taken is that there are, what, county commission seats? There's some internal internal party governance or whatever. So Fulton County Dems are having elections coming up. There's a whole bunch of Bernie folks going out to take up some of these seats in these positions. They've done something similar in Washington State. You know, if you're staying in the party and you're a Democrat and that's what you see value in great, get involved go be a part of the internal right. committees and stuff because we got upset when committees were making rules and decisions and determinations a lot of us weren't in the rooms we need to be in the rooms and we need right. more than one or two of us in the rooms you need to be in there, we need to bring three people with us and be in the rooms when those decisions are being made
1: well I can say at least here um In the Central Valley of California, um, a fellow delegate is now uh, part of the Central Committee uh, here. So um, it's it's happening. It's
0: happening. It's happening all over. And people are really taking this this seriously. And we need to continue to support each other and lift each other up and share the information that some people know that we're all keeping it going and stuff. So I'm going to continue, you know, the Benjamin Dixon show, progressive army, all of us, we continue to, to to hold up and share good information and great quality content and have conversations just like this. So we can keep y'all, you know, you listeners, you, the viewers informed, um, shout out again to podcast revolution. You know, we are nowhere without the people. We are completely independent support. If you can, um, also, you know, check me out on Patreon, Patreon.com slash the way uh, Check us out. You know, Mama Mama Blackburner on Twitter, Yami2Grace on Twitter. Yeah. Yami2Grace, um, yeah. Yami2Grace on Twitter, the uh, Blackburner Coalition on Facebook, and I am the way with Fanoa on Twitter and Facebook. Um, check us out, support, <laughs> like, share, um, subscribe to my, my YouTube channel, which I officially I did. Yay! I reached, I'm over 100 subscribers, so I have, I have a personalized. So I'm the way with Anoa on YouTube as well, um, but yeah. But just continue, you know, building. We're going to continue conversations. But 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 you are not privileged. You are exercising your right to vote, and it's your vote, your voice, and it
1: absolutely it is matters. your voice. Yes, and I I love to end with a awesome quote that I saw while I was in uh, Philadelphia. Thomas Jefferson said, "In matters of style, swim with the current. In matters of principle, stand like a rock." And I was still in that mm. all power to all the people. Love it. We out.